Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. That evolved as you went through it. It sure did. Like, got Need weird quickly. Hey, let's talk about Dogecoin. I am just loaded in it. Is it Doge or Doji or... I say How Doge. do the cool kids say it? The cool, uh, the cool kids say Doge. The problem with everything on the internet now is like... You don't know how to say things. I think it's like fun. everything's written, and it's, so you just make up your own. I've pronounced well. Look, pronunciation. By the time this airs, we'll have already seen Elon Musk on Saturday Night Live, and he might pronounce it for us. I think it's funny that I would say doggy. I think <laughs> that was the intention, the, wasn't that's it? The, yeah, that's the. In full disclosure, I have no Doge, doggy, dog G coin at all. Me neither. I'm lamenting. Lamenting is that the right word? For now, oh, yeah. Because wow. Holy cow. Somebody in uh, the tribe like a year ago was like, I should just buy Dogecoin. And I was like, we had this dialogue about it. And I literally, I didn't, you know, there was no recommendation one way or the other. But my whole point was just understand that it was made as a fake crypto. Like, so I mean, it's, it's speculative it's, fake thing. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it's not it, the coins. Initial coin offerings mm-hmm. are like initial public offerings. Most of them are a business attempting to raise capital by selling quote, shares, and instead of the shares being publicly traded stock certificates, they're actually tokens that represent owners in the business. And it's a very, I, I think it's a, I think it's, we're going to hear more and more and more about legitimate, the first time we have a legitimate public company that evolves from this using blockchain that is an initial coin offering, I think it will bring a tremendous amount of validity to this game. But right and now, regulation. it's the it's the wild west. I mean, it's sure. absolutely the wild west. So you could we could sell a coin tomorrow. We could write a white paper, which is the equivalent of a business plan, and sell a coin for our business tomorrow. And we don't have to go through the SEC. We don't have to go through regulatory environment, etc. So, anyways, and you, you wouldn't own anything other than a coin. You wouldn't own anything, yes, other than a coin, a virtual we, thing. And we wouldn't have to report quarterly how we're doing. We just you would just have the coin. Come with me, and you'll be. In a world of pure imagination. But be very, very careful out there. I'll tell you right right now, if you're if you're treading in this in this game. I wonder if when they started trading stocks back in the whatever Same thing. If people were like, You don't own anything. Of course. Like if it was the same dialogue. You go research. They they the railroad titans would sell uh shares <laughs> in towns that they said they were gonna develop as yeah. they built the railroad out. And then they decided not to build that town. And then ultimately, not only the shares, but the real estate and everything would just collapse. And they would just take that money. It was a very, very interesting world, for sure. Underneath Some the of the companies used tree. to just like, print shares, right? Wasn't the there time. like acquisitions that would try to happen and people would buy shares and then the company would just print more whatever? Probably. I don't know. I mean, it was, it was uh, again, Wild West. Crazy. And, and that's why people, you know, we often will look at the valuations of international and emerging markets and... Typically, it's in a. It's always assumed they're they're going to be more attractively valued than the United States, and one of the reasons for that is regulation. Is one of the reasons is they don't have the the as scrutinized accounting principles and and hoops to jump through that that we do in the United States. So there's inherent risk built in to investing outside of the United States, and therefore they will sell at a discount at a at a valuation discount. So. 
just whatever. That's well, a good discussion thought. segue into Connor's question about I don't raising know. money. What's Connor's question? To invest in business, start let's, up a business. Let's talk about Connor. Connor, what do you got? DIY. Hey, Quint and Daniel. This is Connor from Denver, Colorado. A couple of months ago, you guys answered a question I sent in about how to invest my excess income. I want to thank you guys for answering the question and for the Amazon gift card. But I do have another question for you. Originally, I had asked your opinion on whether to put our extra money towards our mortgage or invest it in other business opportunities like real estate, which is something that I have experience in. So here's my follow-up question. In order to invest in real estate or another side business, I feel like it can take a lot of money to get started, and I want to know if there are some other ways to secure the money I would need. Obviously, I am saving our extra income for this, and I am not in any particular hurry, but I want to be ready if an opportunity presents itself. I'm not planning on starting a company or anything that would have investors, so with that being said, is it possible to get the startup money for a new venture without having it just be from our savings? Thanks for all the info, guys. All right. First of all, we very rarely bring out the twofer. Uh, We've done it maybe once or twice, the individual that's already asked a question. But I thought this was, uh, because we have obviously hundreds in the queue. We're always looking for more, so send us your questions. But I thought this was a great question because... I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people fall into this camp. I have, you know, following a financial path, prudency, et cetera, and ultimately, uh, you know, how do we get the capital to do what we want? So I'm going to approach this kind of twofold. One is it, it, takes, it takes time. If you're looking at investing in a capital-intensive business or, an, or a business venture that requires a tremendous amount of capital – you're you're stuck. I mean, it's it's going to be very very difficult. With while you have experience, you don't have assets. You don't have the the tangible sort of balance sheet to go to a bank and say, oh, I I you know I want to borrow money and I want to buy this whatever. So it becomes very very difficult. The the first and foremost, the easiest methodology I I would personally say is yeah, it's from your savings. It's from putting money away. It's saving and really understanding that it's going to take a long, long time. And that's okay. I mean, I look back 20 years ago starting a business, and admittedly, I mean, this is, I'll just be full disclosure, when I started the very first financial advising practice that I was involved in, I had very little money. In fact, I had to finance I'm not proud of this, but it is what it is. I had to finance the office furniture. And that was the only way that I could sort of make sure that I had an established, credible building in an office to, to you know participate in. Now, I will also say that the owner of that property gave me a very, very big discount on the space that I was renting because I approached him and said, hey, I'm starting a business and so on and so forth, which leads me to my next discussion. This is blanketed. This isn't specific advice, so I don't know your situation, but I know many, I know many individuals that have business mentors that ended up partnering with them helping them financially with expertise, combination of both, if you will, to participate or to develop in their first venture. 
So if you, I mean, this is a very gray, risky area, and I'm not, again, I'm not giving you specific advice, but if you don't have the capital, can't get the capital from a bank, and you run into a deal, I would think you would be looking at your network, your people that you're around, your mentors, etc., especially if they are involved in the enterprise business that you're looking at, and see if they'll go in with you. And again, I've seen this, I've, I've, I personally haven't done this in in this business, but ultimately, this is what happens every day. So ultimately, if you were starting a company, you know, you go through rounds of financing. And and the first round is typically a friends and family round. It's the most risky. It's those closest to you. It can become very awkward if you lose their money. But then the next round, you know, is is angel round and then venture round and then maybe banks get involved, etc. But that's when you're starting a company. But if you're looking at a property, number one, I would say you should have a mentor. You should have people that you're surrounded with that are involved in the game that are doing this. And ultimately, if it's a good deal, if, if you you find an opportunity and it's a good, solid opportunity that other people are vetting, they might want to come in with you. That's the only thing I would say. That's the only alternative to look at. The only other thing I would say is it just takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time and not a lot of people want to commit the time. Not a lot of people want to spend the hours, the years that it takes to build up the capital to do more. Fast forward 20 years as I financed the first, you know, office furniture, couldn't, you know, I had to rent, finance the furniture on credit cards or whatever it was. Fast forward 20 years, we own the building we're in paid cash for it. Now we're looking for a bigger building because we're outgrowing this. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> it takes time, but it's like investing and compounding and it will it will compound over time and, and quickly you, you will wake up one day and have all the capital you need to do the ventures that you want to do. Absolutely. There you go. What else you got? Well, I like Connor's ambitions towards uh, wanting to take on sort of a larger scale investments, whether that is rental properties or something of that nature. I think along the way to that, and you were talking about this with saving up and working towards that, I don't think you should overlook the fact that here, at least in America, you have access to the greatest capital markets for saving and investing along the way. And so if real estate is something that you're passionate and you like, there's publicly traded REITs that you can invest in. Uh, which yield four to eight percent, depending on you know the makeup of what they are and how financially healthy they are, and you're basically getting uh, rental real estate returns, roughly speaking. Obviously, you're paying them some type of management fee embedded in there, but you're getting those returns, and you can invest a relatively small amount. And now with you know fractional share share trading, you can you know put twenty five dollars in a brokerage account somewhere and and buy some of these things and you're starting to work up your net worth or work up your investment portfolio you could buy you know publicly traded companies the apples of the world the McDonald's the coke of the world and participate in you know how their business does over time and then when the time comes where there's opportunity again in uh, I'm kind of making a statement as if there's no opportunity right now in rental real estate but that's just perspective on the market I guess. Uh, not a forecast, but when there comes a time that your investment balance then builds up to the point where it's large enough that then you can go and invest in a rental property, and there's an opportunity to do that at a price that you feel is fair and appropriate for your ambitions and calculations in that sort of uh, space and world, now you can make the sort of very objective decision of, here's my very passive investment portfolio, 
um, of various different companies or ETFs or mutual funds, do I want to transfer X amount over to this very non-passive uh, sort of business that I want to start and do? And and you have that capital now available, but as you said, it'll it could take three, five, ten years. I mean, it just depends. If you don't want investors in it, Connor, which is I think what he said, like he doesn't want anybody to help, then you have to work and save and invest yep. until the time is right. And when the time is right, it the great thing about compounding is it starts very slowly because your starting balance is low, but then once it starts going, it's very powerful. Yep. And you have to get, there's other things. I mean, you have to explore. So if you're looking at real estate, you know, house hacking, you know, buy a duplex, be, live in one side, rent out the other, build the equity, then use the equity to buy the other house. You know, you have equity in your, I mean, again, I'm just throwing my business cap on. Do you have equity in your home? You can do a HELOC. I'm not, I'm totally not talking about you, you would want to meet with a financial planner, <laughs> talk about your specific situation, but capital for businesses, owner financing. I know somebody who got involved in the rental real estate business because he bought his first property, couldn't couldn't put down money, couldn't go to the bank, went to the owner who was selling it and said, hey, will you, will, can, I, can I buy this from you, owner financing, and pay you a mortgage rate? So, I mean, you, you just kind of have to kind of get creative, uh, be very careful, knowing that you know those are all dangerous scenarios. The safest and smartest is just to be patient, raise your own capital, and then and then when you see an opportunity, you take a stab at it. Simple as that. Simple as that. And not again, not a lot of people want to want to take the time that is required to build that capital. Everybody wants to expedite it. And if you if you haven't already, I think I, I, my task for you is to go around and interview some successful real estate people in your area and find out how they got to start. And my guess is that you're going to learn very quickly that it took them a very, very, very long time to build up their capital base, their properties, et cetera. One of the most successful real estate investors in our town, who also happens to be a CPA, told me a story once on how because I asked him, I said, how, do you, how did you get to where you are? I mean, owns, you know, he almost bought a professional baseball team. I mean, he, he just lost out on the bid. So we're talking big, 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 big dollars. Now, the gentleman is older. He's been doing this for a very long time. But he said, you know, when I started, he said, I used to, I didn't have money for an office. I had to ride my bike to people's houses to do their returns. He said, then I bought a little house. I moved in. And, and as soon as I could, I rented it out, and I moved out, and I bought another house. And he did that. He would move in, fix it up, rent it, then rent it out, move out, buy another house, etc. And then he said, then I got four or five of them, and I decided to sell those, and I bought my first little office. And then I built that up, and I got some equity, and I moved out, I got a tenant, and I bought another office. And that, next thing you know, it's like playing the game of Monopoly. The guy owns half the town. So it, it, But, I mean, the first, what, 20 years? He had nothing. He didn't do anything. So it takes a very, very long time. And I will tell you again, most people are not willing to put in the time. If you are, it will be well worth it. Done. There you go. I love you guys. All right. All he did was send us a voice memo. We will give him $25 in Amazon gift cards. And two's the limit. I just want to know how you build your real estate empire over time. But no more questions from you. No soup for you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Anyways, all right, friends, remember the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do it for a very, very, very long time. Make it a great one.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decisions, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.